going to be your business card. Not only for the people that work around you, for the universe, because the universe understands that when you're ready for something, it's giving you more opportunities. Legacy, it's something that it's the only thing that you can bring with you. The audience see the, the result, but they have no idea what we went through to have that beautiful show. Hello, and welcome to the Theatre Art Life podcast, sponsored by ClearCom, the leader in voice communications, theatre, and the performing arts. Call your cues with the simplicity and elegance of ClearCom Intercom Solutions. The Theatre Art Life podcast puts the spotlight on those who create live entertainment around the world, the culture creators and the backstage masters. My name is Anna Robb. Today we're talking with my friend and active colleague, Rob Penelva. Rob has extensive experience in all aspects of production. Throughout his extensive and successful career, he's had the opportunity to work with some of the most recognised and diverse companies in the world, including Apple, the Grammy Awards, F1 Ferrari team, the Art Basel Fair, MTV, as well as government entities such as the United States Army, the City of New York, the City of Miami Beach and the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. In addition to graduating from the School of Film Production, Rob also attended the School of Business and Management, which has helped him manage large-scale projects with budgets exceeding 100 million and more than 1,200 employees under his commands. He has more than 20 years of experience in different continents. His leadership, his skills, and his ability to resolve unexpected situations with calm thinking and common sense have made him a true reference in the entertainment industry worldwide. As a senior producer, Rob is without doubt a person you can trust with any project, no matter how large or small. You can rest assured that the project will always be developed to the highest standards and within the agreed-upon timeline. Rob, welcome to the show. Hi, Anna. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to me uh, really share this time with you. Amazing. So today, I'm your podcast host, not your boss. So you can tell me how much your boss is a slave driver and makes you move your office 10 times. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm very happy. Seriously, I'm very happy. It's like, uh, if it's something that, you know, it, it was a surprise for me when you told me about the podcast, you know, and and like I said, it's a real pressure, pleasure to, to share this time, you know, it's like, it's, I, I really admire you um, as a person, as a professional. Thank you, Rob. It's cool. So I wanted to start with the beginning. You did a course in film production, but you've mainly entered into the, the events and, and entertainment industry, although I know you've done a lot of film things. And so tell me what, what drove you to start or choose film production from the beginning? You know, it's like um, um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my background, you know, and coming from a family that they're all lawyers, 32 lawyers. You know, it, and it's funny because it's like with that background, it's my, my life was like a sentence, you know, it's like, you're going to be a lawyer, you know, and I, <laughs> I went to, yeah, and I went to the law school for, for, for a year, but, but I was an artist, you know, and, and, and it's, it's very difficult when you don't have any reference in your family, you know, that to understand that artists, uh, it's a profession and you can live, you know, uh, and, and be happy with a with a career that is not basically the standard. And I was trying to. I I didn't know that I want to be a filmmaker or producer. I just wanna. I knew that I would just want to be part of the art, you know. And with the time, I was understanding, okay, and 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 trying uh, everything related with art 
And I understood, um, especially by examples, you know, when I saw like many people like, okay, wh what do you do? I'm a producer. Hmm. And you pay the rent with that and you can live, you know, being a producer, be a dancer, be a choreographer, you know, because normally when you're coming from backgrounds like my family background, you know, if you're not an engineer and if you're not a lawyer, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> and, yeah. And I, I discovered that and and I start in the industry like uh, from scratch, you know, it's like I didn't have any massive help you know from an uncle or a brother to introduce me to the you know to the industry i was like just for angels you know giving me the opportunity and i start like you know i remember that m my first um project was a movie you know and i called my family was like hey i'm gonna be part of this movie so when i went to the movie you know that a friend of mine of a friend of a friend you know how it is when i went there it's like yeah this is your job you know this is the 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 grip uh, truck So you're going to be here outside checking who's the crew that is coming inside the truck, you know, and you let it in or not. Okay. That's your job. So that was my job. I was like <laughs> kind of security, you know, and at the end of the day, when, when I called my home, you know, my mom and my dad were like very proud. How was your job in the movie industry? I was like, mom, mom, dad, this is the place, you know, <laughs> but they didn't know, they didn't know the truth, but you start from something, you know? And knowing people start, you know, and connecting with people and I start understanding how is the industry and I start like, you know, like growing in the industry and, and well, I'm here. Yeah, it's amazing. I think it's funny how people have this glamorous idea of what entertainment life is when really most people have very medial jobs to, to uh, menial jobs to do to make those things happen, including, you know, basic security. No, 100%, you know, like, uh, I mean, and I think that is the best way to really understand and to really grow in the industry. It's uh, from the basic jobs, you know, uh, you see it, you see it when you, when you talk to, I mean, when you're working with pro other producers or directors or people related with really, really nice titles, you know, and you see it because it's funny. And, and I think it's the same in, in every industry, but I'm going to talk about the, the, uh, be a producer a simple when you see someone like how these people is folding or closing a, a a folding table or chair, you know if this guy has been on the field or not. You know, so, so, sounds crazy, but 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 you know because it's like those are elements that start with you in the industry, and it's the way that you're growing. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, and I believe that uh, the way that when you're growing from from a scratch in the departments you can really have a, a you start developing the common sense of each department and in the industry which is the key for many of the things you know absolutely i think because when you get to a producer level to be really effective you need to know those details to make those decisions as to what you know where the money goes and how long to, how long it's going to take and that can only be established if you've been there and done that right so it does take time to develop up to a producer role Yeah, it's a it's a career. It's a it's a real career. It's like a via, um, I mean, with all the respect, but uh, I think that it's like via doctor. You know, it's impossible to know everything in 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 five years about events, about shows. You can know about probably Excel, but the fast thinking, you know, and and develop a common sense and understanding and how to 
uh, not only manage the, the numbers. Numbers are numbers, you know. It's like how you can manage, control yourself, you know, and, and how you can help the other ones because there have, you have many people, you know, depending on you. Not only in related with budget, like I said, like all the things that you can go to a university and learn, depending on, on your emotions, on your way of approach and your character, okay? Because uh, you're the leader. And, and if you are scared that we, that it's normally, and we are scared, you know, but we have a way to, to control our fears. But if you show that you're in panic, imagine you, you're the one who's driving the bus, like I always said, you know? So all those, mm. um, all, all this time, all those faces, you know, uh, like w when you go through the department and you're growing, it's giving you the, the learning process, how the other ones and how people that have more experience than you, you know, control situations that it's going to give you the, the tools for the future. Absolutely. I want to rewind a little bit because you sent me a note just before this that said you were kidnapped. And I don't understand that you haven't told me this story yet. My goodness. So what happened there? Anna, I have a lot of stories, I tell you. <laughs> mm -hmm. And and Latino, I'm I'm Venezuelan, you know, and um, I was in 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 my childhood, and like, like I said, I'm, my family they they're well known in, in in my country and lawyers and all that, and uh, uh, it's a lot of violence in 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 Venezuela. It's like political and social situation is very difficult, you know. And um, well, yeah, I suffered from a kidnap when I was like almost 19 years old. They took me for probably 20-something hours, you know, and the plan was to have me longer and ask for money, okay? But in the middle of the situation, because it helped me a lot, you know, that, that my family had the background, so I really understood how to deal with this kind of people. And I told them, I confused them from the beginning, and I told them that, that, that I was not robbed, you know, that, that, my, that my dad was working, he was the driver of that family, that I was, you know, and, he, and I was his son. And I started talking in a way that I was, like, so secure and convinced them, you know, that they were so confused about that. It's like, is this the right guy or not, you know? And <laughs> yeah, 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 and I did it, you know? It's like, it's, it's like fighting for your life, basically. And... It was some point of the during the night that they were driving me from one place to the other one that uh, they didn't have enough gas because they kidnapped them in my car, and I told them, "Guys, we 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 don't have enough gas. You know, it's, the car is going to stop in any moment." And and that's the moment that I find out that I'm like in the middle of a mountain, and it was really dark, and I saw the place like, "Oh my god!" So and they start discussing like who's going to kill me, you know, and. And they, they picked someone, one of the guys was like, oh, no, I do it, I do it. And he grabbed me, you know, to the border, to the cliff. And I told him, man, don't, don't kill me. They're going to find you. And I'm going to start, like, trying to talk, in, you know, and, and trying to do the psychology part and fighting for my life, obviously. So the other one, it was a screaming, like, kill him, kill him, you know. And in that situation, he went back and talked to him, like, no, what about if you kill him? And in that moment, I, I jumped to the cliff, you know. Because it's like that was my only option, and and I find out that was not that deep. It was a kind of you know like like a like a terrace, and I and I jump into that terrace and I start running, and I disappear in the mountain, you know. And uh, well, I went home after a few hours. A long story, but I, uh, finally I get home and um, and I talk to my family and I told them this is insane. It's like uh, 
what, what can we do? And 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 the crazy thing is, like, I got I saw the my my kidnappers like days later, you know. I saw them in the street, and I couldn't do anything, you know, because my dad, if he was very clear, it's like they know where you live, they know what you do. It's like if we do something, I mean, they're gonna go out of the jail because nothing happened. Probably they're gonna be there for a few months, and they're gonna come back and do something, you know, worse. So I decide. Uh, I can't live like that. So I'm going to go to the States. I have a friend that he was there and I went to the States. And when I went to the States, my, my life changed completely, you know? And I start in a country without the language, without knowing anybody, anything. I didn't have enough money. And, and I started just working like, you know, like everybody, like restaurants and bars and things until a few years later, um, I, I couldn't find an opportunity in the industry. But I knew it that I, that I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna tell you that this part of the story that is really important for me. It's uh, because I was a kid and and I have the chance to you know just oh, stay there doing whatever or coming back to to my country with my family when I have some level you know and some like my family have like in 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 those years like kind of money. But I I know that was that was a path for me. That was a you know a chapter that I closed. So because I was a kid, I didn't know how to organize my finances and, and, and things. So I was without money and I have to, I have to be, I have to go to, go to the streets because I didn't have the money. So I was homeless for almost like two months, you know, in Miami. And what I did is um, I put my luggage in, 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 a, in a friend house and, and I was sleeping in, on, on Ocean Drive that it's in South Beach. And I was there, you know, uh, I'm the same. It, it, it's funny because I'm older now, but um, it's, it's the same. It's when you're in that reality, that's your reality, that's your universe, you know. And I stay there and, and understanding how to survive. And I was like, I was sleeping in, you know, on the, the grass in front of the restaurants. And I saw that the homeless were there and the police was there. So it was like, it was a kind of safe. So I stayed there the first night. I couldn't sleep, you know, just looking around, trying to understand how I'm going to survive. And I'll say, like, I'm not going to go back to Venezuela. You know, I have a dream and I'm going to make it happen. I don't know how, because in that moment, you know, the, the your universe and it's going like very small. Right. And but but I have something inside that telling me that I have to, you know, just um go with the flow and 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 that everything is going to be fine so next day i was like you know walking around the restaurant asking for a job and i was explaining the situation so the guys were giving me chance and i was making money a little bit i went to this hostel and i was every three or four days sleeping one night at the hostel okay just to take a shower and like that so so after like a couple months i have a you know like like a i've I found this uh this art place and 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 I met this two sisters and you know and we were like talking about art and they we 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 create a friendship and then when I told the story it's like oh my god we don't have enough money but we have a place to stay you know do do you want to come with us we have two kids it's like and I was like wow they're opening the house to me that they don't know me you know but 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 they believe me so. I was like at the beginning, no, it's okay. But the next day they drive around and they saw me and it's like, no, man, we're not going to let you here, you know, under any reason. So, so I went to with, with those sisters and, and from that day I started like, you know, fighting and fighting, finding a better job. And I did it. And she was the one that connects me with a director, you know, and I start a job. 
And then after that, I move on and I have my own place. And she was working in wardrobe and I was working in the production team. And, and years later, you know, we're like brothers, you know, and sisters. And, and she's working in LA. She's a, she's a, she's a well-known wardrobe um, director and well, and I'm working here in the industry. And, and like, like I said, I, I, I knew, I knew that that was just only a part of, you know, an episode in my life. And that I, that I was important for me to understand that whatever happened, we always going to survive. And that I, if I have to go back in my life, I don't want to change that because that's the kind of things that build your heart and your soul and help you to believe that whatever is wrong, especially in the industry that, that many times we feel in like we have a tsunami in front. When people is telling me that we have a tsunami, I always laugh inside because it's like, uh, I have been in tsunami and and it's nothing similar to that, you know. So, well, <laughs> <laughs> what an incredible story, Rob. I mean, thank you for sharing because I think that does explain to me a lot of uh, how you present at work and your sense of resilience, like like that. And I think that it is only those people that know uh, life at that level who can then not not be so overly emotional about something that might happen around you on a show or in a, in a situation. So thank you for sharing that with us. It's really, really interesting. It's, uh, it says a lot about you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and Anna, I'm very emotional. I cry all the time, but not when I'm yeah. working. You know? <laughs> I think it's also good to cry. I cry too to let some emotions out. But I think what... What a wonderful gift those wardrobe, those sisters gave you at that moment, you know, and uh, I think that also shows that a lot of times that it can just take one person to give a shit to change your life, right? Yeah, Im- imagine this. I- I'm going to tell you this story that- that's related th- with those days. When I went to the- their-, their home, you know, and like next day I was looking for a job and I went to this uh, amazing hotel in-, in South Beach. And I was looking for a job as a valet parking, you know, and someone told me, yeah, go to over there. You know, they have an office there. So I went there and I was like, hey, you know, can, can I have a job or something? And the guy's like, no, we don't have a job. It's like, man, I really need a job. So it's like, no, sorry. And this guy went out of the office and he called me when I was leaving. And he's like, he told me, hey, come over here. Uh, why are you looking at a job? It's like, man, because I did the money and, and I told a little bit about the story. And I was like, okay, do, do you want to start tonight? And I was like, yeah, of course. And he went back. It's like, who, okay, who, who who wants to leave? You know, early. One of the guy. Oh, I I I, I want to go. So I I, I started the job, and, and it was funny because this guy is like, okay, uh, the t-shirt is twenty, and the you know the uniform is this. So it's like, bro, I don't have that money. You know, I, I don't have five dollars on me. You know, I was like, no, no, no. This is gonna be a gift. So he he gave me that job. So imagine as soon that is 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 how the universe works. You know. I uh, so that I received this help, you know, and I was very humble to receive it, you know, no ego. Uh, I have a nice job. I, I mean, a nice job in that moment. It was a nice job for me, you know, and um, and and I, that that night that normally I was doing like like thirty dollars, you know, every 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 week, you know, enough just to eat something. That night, uh, as a valet parking, I did two hundred dollars, you know, and I went back, you know, with. I went to the supermarket and I went back to, to their home with, with a, you know, with a, with some bags and we were poor. And when I went back with meat uh, and milk and all that, it was like a party, you know, 
and, and, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I remember that my third day. Look, look, look how beautiful that the, the universe. The third day when this uh, film production to the hotel, and I was a valet parking, and I was parking, you know, the cars from the executive and the director, you know, and the and they they stay there for like five days. And the director, she was really nice, and she asked me, "What's your, what's your name?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm Robert." You know, it's like, "Oh, what do you do?" So we we. I mean, we were talking for a few minutes and he, she gave him her business card. Two years later, you know, when I, I started like working in the industry, someone called me for a job as a production assistant, you know, and I was like, I say yes. So next day when I went to the call, she was a director, you know, and she recognized me right away. I, I When I saw her, it's like, I know that was, it, it was that girl, but I didn't want to like interrupt. Like, I remember that I'm that guy. No, you know, she saw me. It's like, I know you. And I was like, yeah, I was your brother parking when you did that film. I was like, oh my God. So from that day, she was giving me, she was calling me all the time, giving me opportunity, you know? So it was a massive of people helping me, you know, to, 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 to go to, to this place that I'm right now, you know, that, that's why I really, I really believe that, um, when uh, the the universe is created in a way that that you don't have to start thinking a lot about the future, especially uh, when we're freelance, you know, that's that's it's not easy trying to think, like, OK, what is going to be the next job? You know, uh, I think that you have to be concentrated to do whatever you're doing in this moment. Do it amazing because it's going to be your business car, not only for the people that work around you for the universe because the universe understands that when you're ready for something is giving you more opportunities. And I have been witness of that. Yeah. So that, that's the story. <laughs> no, it's true. And I think that's even, even in the way that you came to work, for, work for us, uh, for me recently is that, you know, you came through a recommendation of a person who hasn't directly worked with you yet, but had talked to you. And then you had just happened to be, in the right place in the sense that you'd finished a project because it's really hard to get people on projects in short notice at the moment because everyone's so busy and you're about to leave Saudi Arabia and here you are landing in my lap. So I think that was like, <laughs> it's interesting how it just, it just happens like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. So of your time in the film industry, is there a project or a moment that stands out for you that is your favourite? Well, it's a, uh... I, I, I'm gonna be honest. It's like I really enjoy every every project because it's like um, I, I changed the perspective. You know, at the beginning of all this, uh, many uh, at the beginning you start with the stories. You know, like okay, I'm doing a movie, I'm doing a documentary. It's about this, but but I, I change the subject and I change uh, the, the the point of view. I, I don't mind the the, the project. I, I, for me, it's more important with who I'm working. You know, because um. It's um we 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 spend like four months, six months or more, you know, with a group of people that and you're far from your family, and these people comes to be your family, you know, and comes to be something very close to you. So I I, I really believe that I mean you can be working in an incredible uh, project like with a famous name, but if you're working with difficult people, it's gonna be a nightmare, you know. You're not gonna enjoy it that. So I change a little bit, and I, I if you ask me, yeah, I have been like very, you know, lucky to work in, in really nice projects. But uh, in my mind, what comes to me is the memory with who and what we went through, you know, 
more than the more than the projects you know i, I have been working with um uh celebrities you know uh, like i create private events for for um bruce willis lenny kravitz in their place in their homes you know i remember when um i was doing an event a, a, a private party for um bruce willis you know and and like when i saw it was only like 60 people when when i saw like who was there i was like oh my god you, you can't believe it you know that you're there and i was in the in like in the backstage smoking a cigarette you know taking a break and this woman came you know that she was like uh, uh walking around and she, and she looked at me and she's like uh Cigarette, it's not good for you. Give it to me. And she was like a little bit drunk, you know, and she started smoking. So when I saw her, it was Diana Ross, you know? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it was like, how is this possible? You know, how is this <laughs> possible? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So those are, you know, crazy things that happen, you know, you know that happen in, in the industry. No, that's amazing. And now a note from our sponsor. The Theatre Art Life podcast is proud to be sponsored by Clearcom. Clearcom is the leader in voice communications for theatre and the performing arts. Call your cues with the simplicity and elegance of Clearcom Intercom Solutions. You can find them at C-L-E-A-R-C-O-M.com. Go check them out. So what, what brought to you to, how did, what was your trajectory to end up in the Middle East with some, some jobs and projects here from the other side of the world in Miami? Yeah, I was working in, um, I, I was actually, I was um, uh, finishing a project, you know, and um, in Miami. And I have a friend of mine told me that um, one of his good friends is um, uh, in a tour with a, a race called Race of Champions, you know. And um, they need someone local to produce to help them with the, with the race, Okay. So in a phone call, I was hired and, and I started working with them. Amazing group. It's a race I've been for 32 years, like, you know, doing tours and traveling. So they called the family and, and, and they told me, like, very clear, you know, no, no, no hard feelings. It's like, oh, sorry, you're going to be only with, with us for a few days because we already have a team, you know, that we call the family. And I was like, it's okay, you know, I'm going to try to do my best. Uh, we have a beautiful synergy. We have a beautiful connection. And they call me months later. It's like, hey, can you come with us to Mexico? And we went to different countries. On, and, and in one of those countries um, that, uh, that we were working was Saudi Arabia. And, and, and when they said Saudi Arabia, you know, and especially for us, for the Westerns and, and in the States, the media, it's, it's, it's not good with the region. You know, the media, it's... It's not telling you the truth what is happening here, okay? And uh, when I told, when I talked to 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 my family, you know, my wife and and uh, and, and and my mom and all my my circle that I tell was that I was, I was ready to go to Saudi Saudi Arabia, they were like, oh, okay, why? You know, you have a job in the states. Why you're gonna go to that place? They're gonna kill you. It's so dangerous. That people is crazy. And all the things that, they, that, that we normally read in newspaper that, you know, they're trying to sell us. But I was like, you know, I was curious and, 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 I, and I told them, I really want to go. I want to see it. And after that, I want to say how it is, you know, the, the, the region. So when I came here with the, I was the first one. And normally, because I'm, uh, I do a lot of, you know, production management, I'm the first one to arrive. 
and I started talking with the with the locals, I find out that they're amazing, great people. You know, I, I was scared, you know, but I find out that it was not true. This is a safe, safe place. It's an amazing place, amazing people. And actually, the reason, because I'm Latino and, and with the Arabics, I have a really good connection with them because we have like very similar values related with the friendship, related with the family. And, and well, I get in love with the place. It was, it was shocking when you come here to the region and, and it's not normal for you, you know, to see uh, how the uh, Muslim countries, you know, especially with the outfits and all that, is shocking you. At the beginning, and and a lot of things coming, you know, in your mind. Why the women are dressed like this? No, it's not possible. The men's and then, uh, but but you start understanding that it's a culture, you know, that is a way of living, that is a an outfit, that is a style, you know, that it's optional, okay. And the main and, and after that, I came to the to, to the race. With, with actually, the reason it was because the the, the MBS the the prince. He, he's going to announce that the next year the women were allowed to drive, you know, and that's that's when they told me that they're going to create uh, this um, project that is called Vision Twenty Thirty, which means like um, Saudi Arabia is going to uh, adapt, you know, be part of the globalization, and and more than that is going to be for the year twenty thirty is going to be the country number one in every single aspect, you know, from from the architecture, from, you know, events, cultural and all that. When, when you're listening that in 2018 and you see the country, you're like doubting about it, you know? And you're like, no way. This is almost impossible that happened, okay? But when you see it with the, not with, with the, with the power, with the believing that they're creating the things, because this is something that it's important. To, to, to talk. Money is just one part, you know, of the project, okay? Money is just a part because there are many countries with money, you know, and I want to talk about the case of Dubai, okay? Everyone say no because they have a lot of money. No, in Dubai, they have money. It's true. But they have something else that is important that is happening here in Saudi Arabia too. They have the vision. When you connect the plan, the vision, and the money, you can have the results, okay? And and that's that's what happening here in the region. I understood that they understand very well that the only way to I don't want to say an evolution, I don't want to say like a move forward, you know, in the especially in the society to be in that level of, of the Western countries, they can integrate the community through entertainment. Okay entertainment and giving them the the chance to the locals and to the international to create this synergy but under one goal which is the events amazing events that that it's happening here in Saudi Arabia and that process is when they start creating you know the next step which is empowering the women okay so empowering the women's understanding that uh like every country every culture having through how dark areas, dark sides of, you know, of situations, but, but which is part of the process, you know, that they accept that they were no uh, right, but they accept to something that is more important that we can 
do it different now, you know? And to do it different, we have to change. Because in, 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 the, in Saudi Arabia and in the Muslim countries, but I'm going to tell you about this country, there are three rings. One is the uh, political, which is the law. The second ring is the, cult, the, the, the traditions. And the third ring is the religion. Okay? So everyone put everything in the religion or the political. You know, no, because in Saudi Arabia, they're not allowed because of religion. This Saudi Arabia is not allowed. No, no, no. It's not all the time goes to political or religion, go to the traditions too. So the way that they can move in those three pillars, you know, that were holding the, the country when they were like extremely conservative is changing through culture, through art. Okay. And, and we know very well that art, it's, um, it's a massive wave that not only change physically the, the, the space, change the most important, which is the soul, the education, you know, the base, the foundations. And that's what they're doing. This is not a new project that they're doing here. That's why I really believe that they're going to they're gonna make it because um, the king before, he created a scholarship that uh, he, he sent more than a million kids to uh, study um, abroad in different countries. And they were supporting you with $4,000 a month plus paying all the tuitions, you know? The only condition is like, you need to come back, okay? Those kids, 20, 15 years ago, is the professionals that we are working with right now, Anna, you know? And that many other um, companies are working here. That's why they speak very well English. That's why they have the education. Uh, many times we complain about like, okay, they're managers, but they don't have the experience. Ah, but hold on, we, we need to, to step for a second, you know, the judgment and understand that they're looking for the opportunity. It's not their fault. They went to Harvard. They have an amazing, you know, degree. They came here and now they're doing the shows. But are, are there business management? Yeah, they are. You know, there's more people. Yes, they are. They have experience. No, they don't. They're working on it. So it's for us really difficult sometimes. It's like, oh my God, the mindset. Why is now that they don't understand this on that? It's a, it's, it's, it's not all the cases, but in, but you see it, you know, and 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 that's why I believe it's like let, let's give it a chance. That's why we're here, you know, to to because someone else gives us a chance to us, you know, and and we are we are in that in that process. How that's how I. I came to this region and I stay in this region, and I think that I'm going to be for for a long time. You know. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Uh, you know, it's a very thorough assessment of like the point of view of the culture and how they come into interactions with people like us. I think that's really interesting, and also because a lot of the time on this podcast we talk about how to work cross culturally, and I think that's one of the big things of understanding how to work with people is to understand those things the social political cultural constructs of these people operate and then secondly what their motivations are right and in that sense you can work with those people with with that understanding with with a level of empathy for where there might be gaps or or issues or things like that and what's beautiful about the arts is generally people come together with a similar goal right to create something together and um, and in that makes major shifts. You know what we're seeing right now with the project that we're doing. It's is really 
groundbreaking in a sense of my experience of being in Saudi Arabia in 2018 to now, I see what you've just described. Like I see how fast they've moved in five years to where they are now. And um, the fact that we can put a whole bunch of Saudi women and Western women on stage together in a show is, is pretty incredible, really, to, from, from, you know, even five, ten years ago. It's crazy, right? It was crazy. Imagine this. It's like they were not allowed just a few years ago, seven years ago, uh, six years ago, they were not allowed to dance. Okay. Women were not allowed to many things. Okay. Now we are creating a show that we're mixing with international dancers, choreographers, you know, with local female dancers. It's I know that for, for, for us in other countries is not a big deal, but here it's incredible. And thinkable is like 100%. And that's why it's like a great opportunity for us. This is a, this is a gift from, from the universe because it's like a shows. Oh, there's so many shows around the world, you know, events, incredible events. And they're going to happen incredible events. But the legacy, the legacy, it's something that it's the only thing that you can bring with you, you know, is the only thing. It's like something that you can be proud of. It's like, okay, how, how I can, you know, help a society, you know, how I can help the, the women, how I can help people with, you know, like there was no hope in some industries like us to change. So we, we are doing the part. You, you know, I have two daughters and, you know, those, those days that things are very difficult. It's like I was thinking like in why I'm here. Why I'm here, if I'm pro-female, pro-rights, from many things, why I'm here, you know? And I understood, I received that the answer, and I understood that I'm here because, because of me, because of the things that I believe, you know? Because of, you know, my point of view. And if we don't do it, we... The ones that we believe in hope, the ones that we believe in the rights, the one that we believe, that's what they're looking for. You know, they're looking for more help. It's not that they're not good. No, it's not that they, they can't do it by themselves. They can't. But like they want to learn what else can we do, you know? And that's the moment, that's the moment that we are here. We're not here only because we are amazing producers, directors, and, 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 and all that. No, that's our career, you know? But we are here complementing with all the things that we have been through that make us the persons that we are with that industry. And that's what we teach them. Just to give you an example, imagine this. It's like in, in Saudi Arabia still today, you know, if you, if you are, a, let's say, a coordinator, I don't want to say a producer, a coordinator, and you need to move at tables, most of the case, I don't want to say all the cases, you know, but most of the case is like they're they, they don't move the table. Okay. The reason is because if someone sees the, this coordinator moving the tables or moving the chairs or cleaning the floor, uh, they're going to look weak. You know, they're weak. Like it's like you're not enough strong. You're not enough like, oh, what happened with your level, you know, because they still have people that they can do it for them. Okay. So I have been, I feel bad because I have been making suffer all these people all the time, you know, because I have been senior project manager, senior producer, oh, whatever titles, you know, 
and I'm the first one that always running and cleaning things and moving tables and chairs, and they start calling me, you know, and, and screaming, no, Mr. Rob, no, 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 don't do it, you know? Because in the other side, if they saw you that, you, that your boss is doing that, it's like they're going to tell you why you're not doing your job, you know? So basically what I do at the beginning of the production, it's like I grab the managers and all the workers and I tell them, guys, listen, I'm going to be cleaning the floor. I'm going to be moving things. I don't want anyone screaming, Mr. Rob, okay, I'm fine. Nothing is going to happen to my nails if I move things, if I clean things, you know. <laughs> Coordinators, if uh, producers or whatever, if you want to stay in this job and work with me, you need to move the tables too, okay? Not all the time, but when we need it, okay? And 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 because that's, that's the way that, many people can understand that if you really, really like a chef, if you really want to know your product and understand the product, you have to go through inside and explore it, you know, every details to really know the result. Okay. That's why when you go to the chef school, they send you to the prep table. They don't send you to the grill. (laughs) That's right. you know, if you go to Cordon Bleu and, and one of those famous schools, they're not telling you, okay, now you're going to cook, you know, the, 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 the steak and you're going to do the tartare. No, no, no. Go and start, you know, cutting because that's the way to understand. So I'm, I'm feeling that it's, that's part of my mission, you know, to really how to teach the people here that there are other things is no manage Management is more than to be in Excel and telling people what to do. It's like, you do it. So you can understand it's going to give you a better result at the end, I promise. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great perspective, isn't it? And uh, them learning about the entertainment industry and them understanding that, it, you know, I've said this many times on the podcast that, uh, you know, one of my mentors once said, no matter how big you are or, or what, you, what role you get, you should always be ready to sweep the stage to get the show going if you have to. And uh that's definitely the way I approach my roles. I, I laugh though when you th- tell me that story because I did that a gig once in Vietnam and I couldn't communicate to the crew in English very well about the uh, about where I wanted them to focus the lights and uh, I was trying to communicate and the event was coming up and it was we were running late and I said oh just forget it give me the gloves and they looked at me with this look of shock <laughs> <laughs> give me the gloves. And they were like, there's dirty, you know, skanky, sweaty in Vietnam gloves. And I put the gloves on and I started focusing the lights myself and they could not cope. They were like six people walking behind me from one light to the other, wondering what to do with themselves because they didn't know what to do because the boss was focusing the lights for them and they had nothing else to do. And it was very... uh, like I didn't, I didn't, I was young, right? And I didn't really read what was going on. But now I look back on that with perspective and just laugh because they must have been horrified. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for, for sure, they remind you, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be, do you remember that white woman, you know, that was teaching <laughs> us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I I, uh, I know we could speak forever, Rob, because we have many, many stories, but we try to keep these to within 30, 40 minutes. So I'm going to ask two questions that we always finish our podcast with. 
Um, and I think you've kind of answered what the first question, but I'll give you the opportunity to, to answer it again. What is your most favorite thing about your job or the industry? Yeah, my favorite thing is connect with the people. It's that's that's the part that, that I really enjoy, you know, understanding like you know the culture and how people from so many different backgrounds and countries can come together with one purpose, you know, and and how we at the end the the, the results when when if it's a concert, if it's a play, whatever it is, you know, the the audience see the the result, but they have no idea what we went through to have that beautiful show. And that's that's uh, it's the beauty of uh, well, the the wondrous thing about the opening night is 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 just a milestone. It's the journey that's more entertaining and fun, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. Yes. Yeah. And if you could change one thing about your job or the industry, what would it be? You know, I always talk about um, about the social things, you know. I believe that um we have to treat with more respect to the assistants, you know. Especially that um we understanding the you know, like the hours and the the, the tire and all that. It's like uh, the other day that we have the meeting, you know, with the crew that you were there, it's like, like I always said the same, you know, cleaners and CEO for me are exactly the same, you know, and directors, because everyone is important in the show. Everyone is important in the show. So I think that we have to be more careful, you know, for the people that they start in and for the hours that they work. I think that everyone has to work the same amount of hours and, and, and have a little respect, you know, for that. And that's the only thing that I really change from the industry in general, you know. Mm. Mm. What a wonderful answer. Thank you, Rob, so much for your time. Uh, thank you for joining us on the uh, Theatre Right Life podcast, and I look forward to our next lunchtime chat. Uh, yes, thank you, Anna. Thank you for this beautiful opportunity to share with you. Thank you so much. Theater at Life is a global media site for entertainment. Memberships start at only 38 US dollars per year. You can have unlimited access to our daily published articles, including entertainment news and the writings of active industry professionals, ensuring that you are always up to date on the global happenings in the world of entertainment. Become a part of the international entertainment community and join us now at www.theaterartlife.com.